hostess with the most dicks. Gracie. It's different every time. It is. I try to keep I try to keep that thing going. I honestly I'm excited and I wish that I had written all of them down. That just it, t-shirt. it just rolled off the tongue for me. Post-season. I didn't even plan that. So well, you're very clever. <laughs> Thank you. Well, today we have an episode for you centered around women in the workplace and kind of exploring how to navigate the workplace, one, as a young business professional, specifically being a woman, but also how to take those stepping stones throughout your career path, because I think it can just be, let's just be really candid here, I think it can be harder for women Mm -hmm. to... um, progress their own careers sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially when you're doing it kind of feeling alone. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, there's all sorts of stuff to talk about, like the pay gap and the differences in the labor expectations and what kinds of labor Mm -hmm. is rewarded, what kinds of labor women are expected to do, um, or other groups of marginalized people are expected to do. Uh, but yeah, I was particularly interested in talking about this because I, um, this sounds like a bragging moment, but whatever, it's fine. Um, I've learned through our interviews to be confident and to have confidence in yourself. So um, I got an undergraduate degree in it, and it's been my specialization. Like gender has been my specialization in my master's and my PhD. Um, and so I think it's a very like, kind of the discussion of gender is a very real thing that kind of mm-hmm. pervades every aspect of our life, and especially being a young professional and even like, you know, entering a new industry, even if you have been working in another industry for a while and you're entering into a new one. Um, And so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's really important. um, And I think you could make a hundred million podcasts on it. I think so too. I noticed when I'm listening back to my podcast recordings, which I cringe every single time, But I noticed that I think women make more filler words Mm -hmm. a part of their daily conversations. You know why, right? It's because women are more likely. (laughs) Get me on my soapbox. Because women are more likely to be interrupted. And so by saying um or like, you're giving space to be interrupted without making the other person feel uncomfortable. Wow. And even us being like presenters and communicators, people who are supposed to specialize in these things, we still find ourselves kind of dumbing ourselves down a little bit mm-hmm. subconsciously. Sure. Just because, you know, we may feel um, less confident as women to be able to speak sure. up and be a part of the conversation. So that's really interesting to me. But I'm just really excited to see how you can get involved. I'm someone who is going to be post-grad which mm-hmm. I'm terrified to be like no one talks about post-grad I just feel like, does it plateau like do it is it just down from graduation I don't know I guess I'll keep you guys updated <laughs> maybe if they let me come back on then I'll kind of do an update for you guys it's like a spin-off Savannah's yes. thoughts and it's just you talking about what it's been like after you graduated yeah hopefully I don't scare you scare <laughs> anyone away but I just think that it can be such a scary time for finding a support group because me personally, I like to categorize and compartmentalize things in my life, and sometimes that's people. So mm-hmm. I have a support group, but maybe it's not necessarily a support group for work and yeah. for navigating the workplace. And I feel like having mentors for that reason is so important. And of course, there can be someone who 
is involved in your personal and your work life and gives you guidance in both places. But for me, it just feels like a weird time because my support network is going to be going through Every, we all just don't know what we're doing. Yeah. So it's it's nice to have some guidance, and I think learning about where to find that guidance is going to be really interesting to hear. For sure. And, like, what happens if there isn't any? Because um, I do think it's, in my experience, speaking from my personal experience, it's harder as a woman to find um, a support network just because of the way that, you know, systems and institutions are set in place. Um, yeah, I'm excited to learn about that and I'm excited just to see kind of like what women are doing on campus and, um, I'm excited to interview someone off campus, but I'm excited to know what people are doing on campus. Awesome. So with that, we interviewed three different women from three different organizations, two on campus and then one off campus, like Mm -hmm. Gracie said, and we're really excited to get into those interviews. introduce yourself and tell us how you got involved with this organization and a little bit about what it does. Sure. So my name is Lindsay Steiger-Muck. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Um, I started at Walton in April of 2019, so coming up on my four-year anniversary. Um, I started in the MBA programs office after getting my MBA here in 2016 is when I graduated and loved working with the students, loved higher education, and made it a career. So when I got started, there was a wonderful mentor that I had named Meredith Adkins, who worked in Walton Career Services at that time, but had also worked in the MBA office before. And she was a part of this organization called Women of Walton. So it was just getting started. And at that point, she kind of looped me into communications as they were rolling all the things out. And now it has grown into where there is a listserv and easy communication with all of the women that want to get involved. So we have evolved a lot. But um When I first started, it was a great way to meet other women and just learn about what opportunities were available at the college because not coming from higher education, coming from a corporate background, I had no idea what all there was that I could get involved in. So um, that was kind of how I got started in Women of Walton. And then Meredith left Walton and went to another part of the college. And there were a couple of other people that had stepped back from leadership positions as they had transitioned into other roles. And so I was asked to be a part of the leadership team and am very happy to be serving in that role. So I am one of the staff representatives. We also have Carrie Gates, who is from accounting, um, Casey Spatz, who is from the supply chain department, Mm -hmm. and Sarah Jensen, who is a professor in marketing. So yeah, that's our our kind of whole leadership team. Awesome. Yeah. I think I looked this up, but I can't remember. How exactly do you become a member of Women of Walton? It's just for like faculty and administrators, right? It's for faculty and staff, yes. So it's kind of what we call an affinity organization for employees. So um, I think there's PhD students that are are also a part of our listserv. But um, yeah, it's it's really a way for us to kind of connect and have a community within the employee base. Yeah, that's really cool. I don't know, are there other colleges that have these that kind of organization? Not that I know of for women specifically. Because I come from um, the English department. Okay. I'm getting my PhD in English. And I don't think that there's kind of a network like that Mm -hmm. there. 
So that's like that's really cool that like that was started. And so, how long has Women of Walton been going on for? Since I think the summer of twenty nineteen is when oh, it yeah. really got started. So almost so four years. Organization. Yes. It's been around. Yep. And yeah. you know, in the pandemic, of course, everything in the pandemic was crazy. But we did try to do some programming then too to keep that sense of camaraderie and make sure that we were still connecting. And that was really great. We did a happy hour once. Um, we did, um, it was actually like a professional development session that we did where we could come and pick up something from campus, like just drive through and pick it up and then go home and be a part of the conversation. So that was a really great way to stay connected too. But yeah, and so Walton has, you know, with the student side of things, there's the WISE, the Women in Supply Chain Excellence Organization. Um, Women in Finance is one that's really taken off. Debrina Yontek's done a great job with that one. And um like there's one other women organization that I don't remember but I'm glad to see more and you know we're speaking on such a relevant day women's mm-hmm. international, international women's day, day. yeah yes. so um, I'm glad to see so many women's organizations taking off for sure I love to see I, I think it's really interesting that you brought up that like we have these student organizations to support like young women coming into their um, young business professional career path, but also that we still have that support for people who have graduated and who, because I, I love that we just like never stop working on like lifting up and like empowering yes. women. So I'm glad that there's something like that. Future women business leaders. That's yeah. the yes, other one. That's, yeah. that's the other one that we're going to be talking to. So it's awesome that you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, but like what kind of role has this played in advancing like your professional life and then also your personal life? Yeah. Like how, what have you felt has changed since being a part of it? Since being a part of it, uh, here, I'll kind of I'll give a little bit of background because I think it helps tell the story of this one too. I was president of a nonprofit called the Junior League, and it was when I was in Fort Smith, so it was actually Junior League of Fort Smith, and that is also a women's based organization. Yes. So I've been a part of women's based organizations where it's really given women a greater platform for years now, and I think that experience really helped shape my Women of Walton experience because. It's important for me to continue to develop professionally and to be invested in as a woman. Like, I want to um, have that, but also build up the people that I'm with, too. Like, how can I bring other women with me on my journey to wherever I end up? Who knows where that's going to be? But I think that's an important piece is just making sure that I'm staying connected to other women in the college and then also providing support or helping plan the programming that women feel like they're supported too. So um, the Business Communication Lab, you know, they did a session for women in January that was resume reviews, Mm -hmm. which was a great thing for, well, I guess it was maybe February that we did that one, but it was great for our women to still have that sort of connection of how can I continue to grow professionally even though I'm in a position, even if they may not be searching for a job. Who knows what's changed with resumes since people started here however many years ago. So, um, to get back to your question on how has it helped me in my role currently, I think it's just helped me feel like I can advocate for myself and advocate for others on my team because I want everybody to have a positive experience. And whether you are a woman or an ally of women, like let's amplify women's voices. And I think I'm in a place now where I can help make that happen. I can definitely <laughs> tell it from speaking with you. Like you're so well-spoken oh, well, thank and you. confident. And I'm just like, <laughs> that is like that's really cool considering that you came from from industry mm-hmm. to higher education and you found those spaces mm-hmm. because I do think you know I and just speaking from my own personal experiences um oftentimes I feel like as someone that identifies as a woman I'm not sure where to start mm-hmm. looking for those spaces mm-hmm. um or like how can I make those connections and so that's why 
that's why I'm glad we're talking to you is because they, I think our listeners or young women in Walton that are in the Walton program can start seeing like there are, there are these spaces. Mm -hmm. You can, sometimes you have to look for them. Sometimes you have to create them. (laughs) Yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that kind of leads me into my next question. And this is such a huge question that however you want to answer it, you can answer it. Um, but so you come from uh, being a president of an organization mm-hmm. that is specifically like for women. Mm-hmm. Um, but what has been your experience? So in kind of that situation and in industry and maybe if there's been something different in higher education or anything that you want to speak to there. So that's such a, you're right, it's such a broad question. Um, I will say all of my experiences have been super positive ones. When I was in industry, it was a supply chain organization mm-hmm. and um, logistics-based, and it was you know a heavily male-dominated field, especially yeah. for the sales roles. And I mean, I'm going to date myself here, and that's okay. When I started in 2007 um, as a student worker, uh, women were still expected to wear pantyhose and closed-toed shoes. Like we got to wear, um, we got to do skirts and uh, uh, clo- open-toed shoes during the summer months. It was, I think, Memorial Day to Labor Day. And then at that point, I know you're two thousand and seven. Yes, yes. And they they did change the dress code. I think it was like a year or so after I started. But then men too. I mean, even for men, they had to wear. Um, they could wear polos in the summer, but it was uh, ties at the rest of the time of the year. So, yeah, it's so interesting to, like, see how things have evolved. But coming from an industry that was, you know, when I started in my career path, it was so, um, we've just, we've grown and evolved, I guess is the best way to put it. But my experience has been one where I've always had some really great female mentors invest in me, like, no matter where I've been. And I've tried to be really intentional about creating those connections, too. Because, you know, you kind of, you see somebody that you're like, oh, you know, I could, I could see myself being like them someday. Mm-hmm. And seeking those people out and saying, you know, you, you've done a great job of presenting yourself the way that you are. I would just like to learn more about your experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, keeping it kind of relational in that way, like developing those relationships and having somebody that you can say, hey, I've had this come up. How can I address it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's been a big piece of like what I've learned in my journey, too. Um, I will also say, you know, you mentioned the confidence piece. I think that's a a big piece of being a part of these organizations has helped me develop that confidence. And without my experience in junior league, I had, um, when I applied for my last role at the university, I talked a little bit about my experience as it related to corporate relations, Mm -hmm. because part of that was a fundraising role, and we put on all kinds of events. And um, so she had said in that interview process, you know, I don't want y'all to discount how much she's done for Junior League because that's, you know, a major organization that spans a nation and to be on the leadership for something like that and have those interfaces with companies and, you know, leading all of the women that are in it, that was something that really spoke to um, to my background to be able to take on, you know, higher roles. And without that sort of foundation, I don't think I would be where I am today. So I don't know if that answers your question completely, but I think the mentorship piece and the confidence piece are the two things that I'm like, those are the experiences that without being involved in those, I wouldn't be able to be where I am. Because I think that's something that I think what you're saying is is so cool because you're like, I think recognizing that when you are in places of power or in positions of power, it's kind of your like ethical duty to like platform other people and and advocate for other people, but... um, 
encourage a space where people can advocate for themselves too. Yep. I think is so important. And so that was a perfect answer to my question. Good. Well, and I will also add on to that by saying this is my first time in a role where I have led a team of people. Like, mm. I've, you know, in junior league, leading an organization is one thing, but to actually have a team of direct reports, it's been really important to me to be able to say to them, you know, I want you to have the experiences that you want to have. I want to advocate for you. So if there is training that you want or a way that you want to develop, come to me with that and let's talk about it. Like, let's create that open space to be able to, you know, give them a platform and help them move forward. Yeah, that's awesome. And one thing that I wanted to know, this is kind of like leading into the end of our interview, which has been awesome, but as someone who's going to be graduating in a few months, and speaking for kind of like what Gracie said, our younger audience and especially women, where, how would you say, what would be your advice for women who are maybe moving to different cities or stepping into a new role to find a safe space for them to feel uplifted and empowered and just help them kind of navigate their career? Don't be afraid to make connections with people because your relationships are what will take you the furthest in your career, in your life, in your personal life, all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if it's one person, like if you move to a new city and you have this job in this new industry and you have no idea where to start, find one woman that you look up to or that, you know, you think, I like her coffee cup. Mm-hmm. Like start a conversation with something as simple as, I really like your coffee cup. Where'd you get that? Hey, what are you involved in? You know, like if there's mm-hmm. some sort of way that you can make a connection, even if it's a small one, I think that's a really big deal. Like don't underestimate the power of networking and building that network and what it can do for you in the future. I think that's my one biggest piece of advice. But also my biggest piece of life advice that I will give anybody is there are so many of us that are just playing this game of fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, it's so funny to say that because I'm like, oh, it seems like such terrible advice, fake it till you make it. But there are going to be situations that you are in as a woman where you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing and I don't know what to expect from this and you just got to roll with it. Because at the end of the day, like, nobody knows you don't know what you're doing and nobody knows that, you know, you don't have experience in this. So you just got to kind of be like, I can, I can make this work. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And that helps you build that confidence too, I think. That's good advice too. I feel like I'm constantly faking it. So we're constantly well, faking it to make it. Yeah, it's a little bit of that imposter syndrome. Like, am I where I should be? Should, is this the right fit for me? And so you just got to work through and overcome. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. Yeah. That was awesome. Thanks for speaking specifically about Walton and then kind of your industry experiences as well. That makes me feel a little bit more, <laughs> yeah, uh, or a little less nervous going into mm-hmm. a new role after college. So we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. business leaders here on campus at the U of A. Sydney, if you wouldn't mind, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, talk about how you're involved on campus, that sort of thing? Yeah, so I'm a junior here at the University of Arkansas, and then I'm the president of Future Women Business Leaders. I'm a member of the Dean Student Collaboration Team for Walton. I'm also a Walton ambassador, and I'm also the director of career and personal development for my sorority on campus, so I do lots in RSO-based world. Wow. Okay. So how did you get involved in 
the future women business leaders specifically? And like, what's been your experience with that? Uh, my experience has been really great. I could brag about my team all day, but freshman year during COVID, I was looking for a community in the business college. I think being a woman in business is intimidating that is itself. So looking for a community is what I was hoping to find. And I found it um, at the end of my freshman year and I was encouraged to apply for the leadership team. And that's when I spent my sophomore year as the member relations chair, which deals with recruiting new members and trying to reach out to new freshmen, especially on campus, which is a little difficult post COVID world. Um, and then as I got towards the end of last spring semester, the past vice president and president encouraged me to apply for president and gave me a lot more responsibility along with my VP now to kind of take over and start the transition. And it's been a really great experience this year, and I'm excited to see where we go. What kind of, so I have two questions. Um, the first is how would someone join uh, Future Women Business Leaders? And then my second question is like, what kind of projects are y'all working on right now? Um, to join Future Women Business Leaders, you just have to be a Walton major or minor, and then we do $10 dues a semester, mainly to provide food um, to the networkers who come and donate their time to us and our mentors to our members. So we do have a mentorship program. We were the first Walton RSO to have a mentorship program. Awesome. So we pair um, professionals typically in the area with um, similar majors or minors of the girls and they mentor them. My mentor actually took me on a Walmart store walk and showed us exactly how they place their products and where and why, which is really interesting. But currently we have our March event is going to be um, in-person mock interviews. So we have uh, currently 10 business professionals signed up to come do 30-minute mock interviews with our members. And we're going to try to correlate accounting people to be accounting professionals and everything like that. So our members will come fully dressed up in business professional for a mock interview. And then we also do a minority women-owned business dinner is what we're doing this year for our banquet. So we're going to have women and minority business owners come sit and network with our members at a kind of informal dinner setting. So we do lots of personal connections with mm -hmm. professionals in the area, which I really love. Okay, so I know what you're talking about before this. You're so young. Like, and I say this when you're only a year younger than me. <laughs> but, like, you're involved in so much on campus. How has, do you feel like being a part of a woman, women's organization has kind of, like, allowed you to navigate those roles a little better? Like, what's been your experience with that? I think being in this position, it's kind of a unique position because everyone in Walton is really welcoming of women and women-based RSOs, but all times in the real world, it may not always be like that. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to have um, so many women that support me and encourage me. My VP, um, Liv, we are texting all day, every day, and anytime I have another obligation come up, she's right behind me ready to support me, and we do that for each other. So it's really nice to have women that support me and my ideas that, you know, I can go to her and tell her a crazy idea for an event. She's like, okay, awesome, let's do it. So it's really nice to have an encouraging force behind you because mm -hmm. college is hard, life is hard. Sometimes yeah. you need people to remind you, like, you're busy this week, but next week you've got it. Like, mm -hmm. just finish through. So it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. And how has that helped you with, like, I don't know if you're applying to internships yet or mm -hmm. how that process is going for you, but do you feel like this has been really beneficial to, like, like helped you mm -hmm. translate some skills into the real world and that sort of thing as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually do have an internship this summer. And during the process, I did notice a lot of times that um, this women's organization was kind of the key point that people wanted to talk about mm -hmm. with me because I do have so many projects that I've done through it. I have so many leadership experiences that I'm able to correlate to a job or an internship 
you know, I spend my first week of school trying to target new members when we do the block party out here and all the different tabling on campus. So that is kind of like, in a sense, selling my organization. So I'm able to translate that into if I applied to a sales internship, this is how I did it. So it was really awesome to have real world experience and tangible like items I can present to people and be like, I do these events. This is my organization. And I love talking about it and bragging about it. This kind of, you've kind of already answered this, but just like to give you a chance to say anything else if you want. Like why, so you've, you've been with, what is the acronym? FWBL. Okay. I feel like I'm very bad with acronyms, but I'll always get that wrong. This is somewhat, well, I was going to, I was going to bring up OINCS and Onyx, uh, but we won't get into No, um, <laughs> we are, we're also like notoriously bad at pronunciation yeah, things, we, like we as a like pair, <laughs> yeah, like a like a apology corner the next episode. Um, so you've you've been involved since you were a freshman, and like you're a junior now. So this is something that you've committed a lot of time to, and you've already like I said, kind of talked about this. So um, I don't want to make you restate anything, but is there anything else you want to add to like why this is an important organization to have on campus, and like specifically for women in Walton. Yeah, so I truly believe that like powerful women inspire more powerful women. I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of mentors in my life at past jobs, even at my current job that I'll have this summer. And I think there's that stigma of like business is a man's world. You know, it's hard to get, there aren't any women CEOs, you know, the percentage is so low in comparison to men. And so it's important to have that community and develop, you know, our members are excellent leaders on their own, but we're just providing tools to help them go even further, chase their dreams even further. You know, if they want to be the first CEO of this company, we want to give them the resources to do that. And so that's why I think it's important to have this community. And we have so many professionals, mentors on campus, off campus that pour into them and continue to remind our members and myself included that this organization is important. It is valuable. And we have to keep reminding ourselves that this is important work and women have come a long way in the past, you know, 30, 40 years, but we still have so much further to go, especially in the corporate world to earn our place. And I think it's important to remind these women that there's a community behind them for when they do need extra support. I guess one of my final things I want to know, which you're already so, like, I feel like you're so wise for your age. I know I keep saying that, but to kind of like wrap it up, what advice would you give to Walton, like young women in Walton looking to progress the way that you have and get involved, or even not just specifically um, women in Walton, but young business professionals that are also women? Do you have any pieces of advice that you can share, and maybe something your mentor told you, something you learned along the way? I think something I've been told through college is try to always say yes to opportunity. Mm-hmm. So even if, you know, I do lots of things, I always feel like I'm busy, but I always try to say yes to the next organization or the next opportunity that comes because you never know when that person can help you find your next job or help create a relationship between you and someone. At our networking event, there was someone from my hometown who worked at Walmart that I had no idea even lived up here. So just opportunities like that are few and far between, and it's important. And especially in Walton, there are so many RSOs. There's WISE, there are all those organizations, and they all are looking to support students even further. So there are tons of opportunities that I think students just sometimes don't know about or necessarily have the access to. And I think it's important, you know, to say yes, even if you are a freshman and you're intimidated, apply for the leadership team of an organization. You never know 
they're going to, they could say yes or no, but at least you tried. And then maybe you did take yourself a step further. It's how I've joined the Walton ambassadors and the Dean's team. I just saw the email and was like, Oh, I could try and I could do this. And I did. And I loved it. And they've also provided me more support and encouragement through my roles as FWBL and as those roles too. I love that piece of advice because I feel like people don't realize that most people will not take that step and just apply. Like yeah. most people are in their head about it and you already set yourself apart just from doing it. Even if you don't think you're qualified, just do it. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to hear that because that's what my kind of thought process for internship was. It was like the worst thing they're going to tell me is no. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a step further to finding like my perfect company or my perfect spot. So yeah. I think people forget that it's okay to hear no sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear it in the business world. It does It's not fun, but it is important to try. And I think having something in Walton that you're a part of makes you love Walton 10 times more and be Mm -hmm. 10 times more passionate about it. Because not only are you getting your excellent education, but you're also gaining friends and mentors and experience that you can't get back. And a support system Mm -hmm. for when people do say no and tell you there's always going to be another opportunity or connect you to another opportunity. Yeah, I just love what you said. You might be busy this week, but you've got it next week. Mm -hmm. I think that's... That's a great kind of philosophy to have and to encourage other people with. So I think people get scared of that, like being too busy. My friends think I'm nuts because I'm always busy. but You're very busy. There <laughs> is a good balance in between something. And one thing I've been taught for like a long time, even like back in my high school days, is my high school leadership teacher always taught me to like leave a legacy was like our mantra for like our whole school. And I think it's kind of how my views on college turned into is like I want to go here, stay here, and, like, leave something that I'm really proud of behind me, and I'm really proud of future women business leaders and, like, the people I get to surround myself with and call my friends. They're incredible, and I'm really grateful to learn from them. I may be, like, the president of the organization, but they all teach me something new every single week and inspire me in so many ways. Well, I know I'm really excited to see what kind of, I'm, you're already leaving a legacy, yeah. but <laughs> me and Grace will be watching from the sidelines. Always cheering you on. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Sydney. It was great having you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Biz Talk Buzz. Biz Talk Buzz, yes. Mm-hmm. And I am really excited because this is just part one of our interview for the Women in Business Company Culture episode. But I think it was really interesting to listen to both Lindsay and Sydney because they both are involved spe- specifically on campus. Mm-hmm. Whereas in our next interview, we have someone who comes from kind of like a different perspective, someone that's working in a completely different industry entirely. So I think it's really nice to be able to hear how people are growing and building their support networks in two different areas as women. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's just so many people that we could talk to right. that it had to be two episodes. And there's so many different experiences. Right, right. And I think, yeah, sure. yeah. I think what you're saying about how kind of, I'm, I was excited to learn about what's happening on campus since that's the community that I'm a part of um, currently and also like okay well this is what's happening here but what's happening out there um, and I think our next interview is going to be really useful in answering that question. I also feel like there's a great variety in women's experiences as opposed to men specifically. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I really like personally hearing how people navigate different industries. And I'm really excited for the next interview because I think news and broadcast is an area that is definitely more dominated by men. Mm. So I'm really interested to hear um, the perspective on that industry. And with that, we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.